0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. Welcome! Today we are starting a new series called Black Women In for Black History Month. And as you know, I am a black woman, so everything that comes from this podcast, from my Instagram, is being said from the black experience. But I wanted to do a little series that is specific to black women stories and how topics in our life affect us and how us being black affects our life so today's episode starts with a very dear wonderful magnificent beautiful friend samantha williams also known as sammy who shares her ideas about body love she tells us about the stigmas that she grew up with um the toxic situations that she had around her body and the things that she had to grow from and she shares with us what she does daily to show her body that she loves her and I think it's a really really beautiful episode because she drops some gems and uh I love her uh so as always I hope this is a wonderful episode for you I hope it's noteworthy I hope you take some things with you and please subscribe and share if you so favor let's get into it And welcome to episode seven, Body Love. What it truly means to love your body with Samantha Williams. Now, I'm going to read you Samantha's bio. And Samantha is a Texas native who made her Broadway debut in the Tony Award winning hit musical Dear Evan Hansen, playing the principal role of Alana Beck when she was in her junior year at Pace University. Before the pandemic, she was about to be sharing a story so close to her heart as she returns to Broadway as Emmy in Carolina Change. Most recently, Samantha was seen reprising the role of Alana Beck on the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen. Samantha is also on her way to becoming a 200-hour certified advanced yoga instructor and enjoys all things spirituality. Sammy, welcome to the podcast. Hi.
1: Wait, that bio? So glad you're here. (laughs) What? I said that bio is crazy. It just, the way it like makes events sound like insane. Like, oh, yeah,
0: she did this and this. I was literally about to say that. I was like, you're blessed with this gorge bio. Like, she's (laughs) she's booked. Like, (laughs) also, can you start with your post pandemic life specifically with Emmy? Playing Emmy for the little bit of time that you did, and then what your life has been like since rehearsal. Oh man, uh, like since since Broadway shut down. Yeah.
1: Oh, sheesh! <laughs> it's been a <laughs> it's been a roller coaster to say the least.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, playing Emmy was so fun, and I miss her, and I can't wait to return to the show. Um. But uh, I've really taken this time to reevaluate things, mm-hmm. um, to reevaluate my wants, my desires, yes. my traumas. Unpack yes. them all. Unpack Therapy. Yeah. And so I've just been home. Well, I was home in Texas for like a year almost, mm-hmm. like ten months, and then I recently moved to California mm-hmm. and I'm independent again and yep. <laughs> starting my yoga teacher training. I'm on week. I'm starting week three in like a few days and it's just been I'm just doing what I want to do because yes. the world is gonna keep on having its moment, yes. so I have to have my own moment I cannot wait for it any longer exactly so I, I know that's
0: what you're doing too so yeah I feel like we're at that stage where we're like it's still happening. It's still going on, and we can't just sit around and be like, "Okay, well, my excuse is that like I can't do what I really want to do because of other thing." Like, like you and I, we can't go back to theater. So yeah. it's like we gotta make time and do other things, or we'll sit around forever and feel like we're not doing enough because we're exactly. allowing our circumstances to influence everything that we do. So exactly. that's awesome that you've moved to California. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, can you talk a little bit about? your rehearsal process Emmy. I want to know how that was going before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the show is so amazing and truly like a dream role and a dream cast and dream creative team. Um, the rehearsal process was really different from Dear Evan Hansen because I was truly like creating something that was my own. But after being in a show like Dear Evan Hansen, which can be very machiny as you know, like, you know, cause it's a well-known show, um, which is how all those shows are, like Hamilton, all of them wicked. Um, you can lose the ability to create your own and the freedom to create your own kind of, um, person on stage because you're used to being restricted um so that is definitely a um something I had to get over and remind myself how to do yeah. um especially being like fresh out of college yeah. I was so used to just being my free self and having to be restricted for so long and then being told I can do whatever I want was really kind of crazy to deal with um yeah but I figured it out yep Yep. um and now I've just had all this time to release all of that so that when we do go back um that's not an issue I'm just living from myself and not from anyone else's expectations Mm -hmm. and in life too I mean like being in that rehearsal room with those Olivier award-winning people (laughs) and like having to like be with, like, all these legends and have as much content, like, have as much stuff in the show as them, if not, if, no more. I mean, it was, like, me and the lady who played Caroline were leading the show. And, like, wow. knowing that I I was meant to be there and have every right to be there and deserve to be there,
0: Yes,
1: um, that is definitely something that I, I can't wait to come back with. Yes. And something I wish I had a little bit more of, but honestly, it it comes with the territory and age, and that's just part of it. You just have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, that story is amazing, and I'm so blessed to be able to tell it, and I can't wait to be back.
0: Yes. I, I remember the day that you told us on tour that you got it. <laughs> and that you were leaving. (laughs) And that was so wild. That was just so wild. I mean, you've had like such a blessed career in the short amount of time. Like that's pretty freaking wild. And I feel like something that's really inspiring about you in general is that you just kind of like exude a glow and a presence that's like, I'm here to show up and I'm here to be me. And I feel like you are definitely like you just you just glow and i think you really like <laughs> i love you anyway I, love you. I just think that you're just one of those people that you feel you exude a lot of confidence in who you are and mm-hmm. everything you said about like knowing that you deserve to be there and deserve to be in the room i think it's something yeah. i'm constantly working on especially as an actor you know how like yeah. having having that not having affirmation constantly when you're in a rehearsal room and like not knowing or oh, yeah. doing what you're supposed to be doing Like, that's something that has to come from within. So I'm so excited that you said yes to being on my podcast. And I wanted to talk to you about body love specifically because you actually had an Instagram post that was about striving for perfectionism. And you were talking about how, like, when you do that, you end up feeling frustrated and empty, because you're striving for something that doesn't exist. And if we spend all this time focusing on what we're capable of and who we are right now, as opposed to the person that we think we're supposed to be, we could be so much freer and so much happier. And I think a lot of people will take that post into so many different things. I can apply to so many different things life. And for me, it applied to body image because of my own relationship with my body. And I mm. called this podcast episode Body Love because I think body love is a bit more, I think it's stronger than body positivity. I think body mm. love like physically forces you to like really have to do things to show your body that you love it and say things uh. to show your body that you love it, you know? And yes. it's an act. It's not just like, a, yeah, I'm alright. It's like, a God, I, I love this body and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink water every day. I'm not mm. going to say mean Things to it when I look into the mirror, you know what I mean? No. And you did that photo shoot with Gabby that was like mm-hmm. stunning of you. And it, and it was the picture of you, which I'm actually gonna post this in the, mm-hmm. the thing when I post about this podcast. It's the picture of you hugging yourself. And I think it's really, really beautiful. And you're smiling mm-hmm. and you're happy. And you're like, Yeah, this is me. And you know, your smile looks genuine, it doesn't look like you're putting anything on. And I was like, Oh, like yeah. that's what it is. Like that's what body love is. She loves herself and yeah. she loves her body. So yeah. I'm so excited for you to bestow some wisdom upon me and our listeners. So my first question <laughs> to you is what are some toxic beliefs that you've had about your body and where do you think they come from? Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, first of all, to go back to that post, mm-hmm. um I remember when Gabby and I like took those photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous to post any of them because I didn't have a lot of clothing on. And I, as much as I preach self-love, obviously there's still part of you that's like, ah, of course, the whole internet is going to see my And like, <laughs> so she posted that photo. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Now I would, but back then I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just progress, yeah. but also something to okay, take accountability for. Yeah. I don't sound like I'm this fucking perfect
0: ass thing that does <laughs> I mean, not it's exist. It's a Balancing act every single day. It's every like, day. Oh, I love myself. Oh, but I hate this part of myself, and it's like exactly why? Like what? Where does that come from? And why do you? Where does that way at all? But absolutely, exactly, but I mean, it is self love isn't linear. Yeah, no,
1: it's not linear
0: for sure. Um. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> what are some toxic beliefs that you have or, yeah. or currently do have, and where do you think they came from?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, definitely ooh, lots. I mean, I feel like I always grew up thinking I was – I mean, I grew up in a predominantly white area, so I always, like, had a, this thing of being too dark um, yeah. and not, like, lighter because I'm a darker girl right <laughs> I love my skin now but I and I grew up with a mom who was who's she's Puerto Rican so she's like I don't know like a little bit of like coffee with a lot of milk right? Like she's really light <laughs> right <laughs> um, yes and you know and you know she she was pretty good about not saying much but just that culture that hispanic colorism Mm -hmm. really ran through my family especially with my grandma Mm -hmm. kind of telling me that oh you're getting a little too dark like what does that mean you know but that sticks with you of course um and i just you know i've i've never been like a really stick skinny girl but that's all we see and I, i feel like a lot of like my troubles or anxieties and um, insecurities have stemmed from what we see on the internet all the time what we saw in magazines growing up we saw in movies Mm -hmm. and how they never really looked like me and i never got to see myself in anything still rarely do but when i do it like really hits me and i feel seen Mm -hmm. um but definitely just like society what they've taught us as young women As older women, like, just, it's been everywhere. So, um, but just, you know, like, questioning why I was the one who um, was always, like, a little bit bigger in my friend group or darker or whatever, when none of that is (laughs) safe.
0: No, you know, none of that matters. And none would, of that
1: matters.
0: Yeah. What you said about like, you know, the colorism in your family, I think definitely mm-hmm. being a black woman who has insecurities about her body is like the double layer. Like I felt the same way. Oh yeah. My mom is a lot more light skinned than me. My mom also like when she was my age, she was skinny. She was like super, super skinny. My yeah. sister was super, super same. Skinny. And so I was dealing with like being dark and being skinny, being bigger in my friend group. And I feel like magnified when I realized I wanted to be an actor in movies and I looked for (laughs) myself and I was like, oh, love interests don't have big boobs. Love interests are lighter skin. Love interests have long hair. Like I think the representation like magnified everything that I had And I think that's why people don't understand how important that is because I really do be looking at that. And we're like, Oh, that's what the world sees as attractive. That's what the world sees as beautiful. And if you don't see yourself then you're like, no one wants to see me, you know? And so it's all this unpacking, unlearning of like knowing that you were a bad bitch when you were born and you say you're just putting shit on top of yourself. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm reading this book. Mm-hmm. well I, people can't see it anyways it's called the four agreements it's oh, for yeah. yoga class you probably yeah you, I've never read I mean, it but I've heard of it oh my god you would love it mm-hmm. and it's all about how like we we like are born like everyone's life is a dream like seeing it as a dream and with society and with everything that we our everything that's put on top of us the dream becomes a nightmare, and people go through their lives like struggling and like, yeah. like, calling oh, wow. all these other things that people have told us when really we're born a blank slate? Yep, all the pre all the disposition and all that other crap is placed upon us. But I feel like our goal as people is to like get back to that blank, just like clean, fresh. Real state of being. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I think we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back to the person that we were before someone or something told us that we weren't good enough. Like that's amen. What it is.
1: Yeah, yep. and like yep. social
0: media doesn't make it any better. I think you know, being an actor sometimes makes it really difficult. Like, have you ever had an experience, maybe even in community theater or even your professional life as an mm-hmm. actor, where you felt like your body was being taken into account? Like, yeah Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: All the time. I mean, I remember for Jeremy Hansen, like I remember being so like I remember when you got Alana Zoe Underschetti. I remember being like, I was still in college. I remember being like, wow, go off because <laughs> I had been in it for. I had been uh being called in for that specific track and every like light skin girl skinny ass girl would get it oh yeah instead of me and i knew i was better like Mm -hmm. i was not better but like i knew i was worthy and like i could do it Mm -hmm. like didn't know what the fuck it was and i was like oh that that's the type that they're looking for i'm definitely not that and i saw you got it and i was like (laughs) oh yeah
0: go on and i
1: remember feeling like so proud and like that small tinge of representation like really does ripple down to like the girls in college watching other people like get things like truly I remember that and being like yeah
0: oh yeah I felt the same way I felt the same way because I was like I of course it was noticeable to me that no one as dark as me had ever had ever played Zoe and had never been an understudy. And yes. I took that, I noticed that when I got the part, when I was in the room, like, you know, I felt it on top of me. Like, I felt it in the way that I was like looking into every interaction, you know, being like, oh, is this because I'm dark skin? Like, the reason why we haven't talked about my hair is this because you don't know what to do with me? Like, everything was always like, well, I'm the first that looks like this for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do they know what to Ugh. do with me? You know, whatever. And so that's why it's so important for us to see that visibility and to see people who look like us with our bodies yes. being leads, being yes, You know what I mean? Not yes. being the best friend because it's like, oh, because no. you know, seeing us as the best friend is like, oh, she's probably the best friend because she's like a little bit thicker or she's probably the yeah. best friend because she's darker. You know, that those are things that yeah. lead us. That's how we believe these things. That's where that comes yeah. from. And yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely feel the same way. Like I had moments in community theater where I felt like I never got good costumes because they would pull costumes from the closet. And it was like, these were the only things that fit me for whatever reason. Yep. They were yep. never good on my skin. They never looked good no. on me. Always gave me like the dark clothes. And then I always okay. looked like I had this dress that was like a little bit bigger than me that nobody really cared to find something that was fit. Okay. And then you'd see it. Yep white girls would get like these perfect fucking beautiful dresses that were so in their waist yeah and I'd be yeah. like why, why doesn't anyone know what to do with me I have so many yeah. like that just like get oh, on the bottom of the costume yeah. bucket like because we did yeah 100% yeah. and it was like a, it was like an ignorance to not wanting to to make our body to include our bodies yeah. you know it's like yeah she's bigger and she's darker but like oh I have this that would look perfect for her figure, or this would look beautiful yeah. on her skin. It was almost like, I don't really know what to do with you, so I'm just going to yeah. give you this. So, yeah. I definitely feel like, in like professional performing situations, I felt like no one was really taking me into account. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I <laughs> so much, you know. so much of it is representation i think that's yeah. the biggest thing that fuels insecurities yeah um absolutely yeah so mm. that being said what are some things that you do to negate those thoughts what are some things you do to show your body that you love her
1: yes oh my gosh i mean uh, there's so much i mean like i have stickers everywhere yes and
0: me too <laughs>
1: yes mm-hmm. and on all my mirrors um something that resonates with me right now is my body is not an apology yes um By and I, I Taylor. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> you know it <laughs> um yeah. and I I was recently listening to that Brene Brown um when they spoke yes. I if, yeah you probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was just like oof. like it really resonated with me and like The other day um, when my friend was over, oh, well, um, he was like, he was like, he like walked past my mirror and it says, say, my body is not an apology times three. And he was like, what does this mean? Like, my body is not an apology. And I was like, it means that I have every right and so do you to take up space in any circumstance, in any situation, in life, yes. um, it means that you should never apologize for your thoughts, your beliefs, for your actions, for your, um, energy, mm-hmm. never apologize for being enough, never apologize for not giving what you couldn't give, Oof. just be period. period. And just keeping that reminder for me has been so like healing. Um, Every morning I wake up, um, and this is not something I used to do, but I wake up every morning since being here, and like as part of my yoga practice, I I wake up and I write um, an affirmation. So Yoshiru's affirmation was, "I am glowing."
0: Yes. And then the
1: intention before I start my practice is, uh, like I'll write like intention thirteen, and it says to breathe light and joy into everything I do today on and off the mat. Yes. So then with every, just so that you start your day and whatever you do intensely. And when I tell you it's changed my life, Mm -hmm. like I just like feel more like things have reason and I'm part of the reason, like I'm not just floating. And for the longest time I felt like a floater.
0: I'm part of the reason.
1: Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And then another thing, um, my roommate got me into it. I don't do it like all the time, but taking a cold shower really does. You told me
0: about that. I'm scared. (laughs) Do it, literally do it. It literally can be like
1: a minute long. Like just like hop in. I remember the first time I did it, it was like cold for like maybe 20 seconds. And then I put it hot and now like I can go in there and like, it really does like wake you up and like, get you ready. Also, like if you're having anxiety and stuff, you could either take a warm bath or you could take an ice cold shower because you're not a, you can't think. You can only think about breathing when you're doing that. Yes. So all the thoughts just kind of go away. Uh-huh. when I tell you, like it really does like if I'm having like a panic moment, sometimes I'll just like jump into a cold shower and it'll it'll like really get me um feeling good and like just like brings up the spirit. You're like I you gotta like jump around and stuff, and you're forcing yourself to wiggle out all the negativity and the lies. And like you said, your anxiety is lying to you. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Cold bath. Damn, I should do or like that. a
1: cold shower, a cold, yeah, bath. a cold bath. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I should do yeah. that. That sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And my last question for you, which you kind of already answered this, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. form it in this way Why mm-hmm. do you take care of your body?
1: Mm. <laughs> oh that's a good one I take care of my body because it makes me feel that it makes me feel happier yeah. like period I feel better when I'm eating food that my body wants to eat yes. I feel better when I work out every single day like I feel better when I'm just active and and Doing stuff, my mind feels better, my mind is clearer, my perspective is clearer and more expansive. Something that I realized when I'm not working out or I'm not eating right, things matter to me that shouldn't matter, like little, minuscule things. And I can even tell in my friends, like my friends who aren't out here taking care of themselves physically and they're not active care about shit that i'm like yo like that does not matter you know and like it's like seeing a mirror so i see like i don't want to like fall into that so i'm going to keep my shit like good and people are always like oh my god like how do you and i'm sure they're like how do you like keep it like how do you keep it i'm like truly like i'm not trying to look any sort of way it is all for your mind and all for like your spirit and as soon as that changes that, that whole um, conversation in your head with your body changes, oh, my God, you're going to be so much more motivated, disciplined, um, and, like, you're just going to want to do it more because it's it's serving a deeper purpose, not just what other people are saying. Also, it becomes for you. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like, you see these, like, YouTube weight loss journeys and, like, whatever, and, like, they're like, yeah, well, like, this happened and, like, my ex, this, and I just want to like really like come from which go off. Yeah, but that's not sustainable if it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Eating right, being vegan, or whatever yep. the hell. If it's that not shit for you, is, <laughs> if it's not for you, it's gonna be bad for you. If it's not for you, it's bad for you. If you're working out every day and you're not doing it for you, you're not gonna be happy no matter what. Yep. yep. If you're eating well and it's not for you and it's making you miserable, you're not gonna be happy. Right. So as soon as you start doing things for yourself, as soon as you start living for you, walking in your true north.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Really, as soon as you start walking in your purpose and in your true north, you will be, like, literally, like, whoever's listening to this you'll be so much happier this is your sign
0: yes <laughs> this is your sign amen to that sign. yes amen yeah. that was beautiful
1: mm, yeah Aww. oh
0: today's gonna be such a good day yeah so I, good. Finished, I was like oh she's gonna have a good day i'm feeling yeah. I, I could feel it through the camera i was like oh she needed to say that out loud for herself because she's gonna have a good day amen that was beautiful yeah well, Sammy, thank you so much for coming on this episode. This was noteworthy. I love you. <laughs> Giving you a hug. I love you.
1: Hugging her through the screen.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. This was so beautiful. Um, and I hope everyone who's listening was able to take something from this because this was just kiss. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I love you. Thank you I for coming. I love you, too. On. Thank you for coming. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.